We're going to look at some Baptist history, and, and specifically in Europe. Um, actually, I should say in Europe, and specifically in France. But um, it's it's kind of we we as Americans, um, it's it's hard to maybe understand or um, appreciate the changing borders in Europe. Um, through you know, they've been relatively stable for a few years, but uh, uh, countries' borders changes. Uh, you know what was what was once Germany. Um, and what was once France is divided up into four or five countries now. And so it's, um, I'm going to talk specifically, it's about France, but actually it is today's Belgium and Switzerland that, that we're, we're really referring to. But uh, the, it's also difficult um, because of the very strong Catholic influence and the fact that um, many, uh, you, you know, Histories or historical references to Baptist movement and and uh, spreading of the gospel uh, have been destroyed over the years. So we'll we'll know in heaven uh, really what what all happened in Europe. And and I think it's probably a fascinating story. Uh, if you remember a man we studied, Johann Anken, who is considered the father of the German uh, Baptist, um, strong Baptist influence in Europe, and and he personally and then his his own missionaries. Uh, would spread out. You know, he was in, in Germany mostly. They would spread out into what is now France and preach the gospel. And so we know the gospel would get to France, even though it was very, very heavily, heavily Catholic. And um, so we go back in time a little bit. And this, this story is a fascinating story. I told told it before years ago. But uh, in the village of Nomain in 1810, a farmer <clears throat> found in his in his house uh, hidden a, a Bible was hidden, and um, you might say, uh, well, and he read it uh, for the first time. He read it eagerly. He, he passed it passed it around to his neighbors so they could read. And you might say, why is that a big deal? Bible, well, the Bible, was, it was forbidden by the Catholic Church to read the Bible, especially in the common tongue. Um, you could read it if you understood Latin, um, but you didn't have an education, so you couldn't understand Latin, right? So only the priest got an education, only the priest could read the Bible. So it's just, uh, but, but it was forbidden to read, read the scriptures. Um, and uh, but he read it and passed it around, and and a couple of years later uh, we have the the, uh, the Battle of Waterloo where Napoleon's defeated, and and British soldiers um, came in and occupied different different cities in France, and and um, a British soldier who was stationed in Nomain um, began to explain. He he would set up meeting times that he would explain scripture to people um, if anybody was interested. They'd come and hear him. Uh, it's kind of like a Bible study. Well, you know, if you want to hear about the Bible, come and I'll 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 teach you the Bible. This British soldier, and of course, uh, people began to be saved, and a meeting house was built, and and uh, a few years later, um, a man, a pastor was was invited from, um, I believe, uh, from Switzerland. His name was Henry Pite. And he was invited to come and speak to these people, and and uh, he then baptized um, 123 of them that have been saved in a secret baptism in the river at night, and uh, they, then a small Baptist church was established from that beginning. So it's just interesting to to hear how that that all developed, and um, so a few years later, uh, Napoleon III has taken back taken France back, and. And now Catholicism is strongly entrenched not only in the people but in the in the government. In other words, it's the government and the Catholic Church are, are really one by this time in France. And um, so, the pastor of that church, this is several years later, 
Um, he is going. He goes farm to farm and witnesses and and, and gives the gospel to to people that um, will will listen. And he he uh, of course he's in, in very heavily Catholic um, dominated, and they have no no uh, tolerance for for uh, anybody that is uh, not not a Catholic. And he uh, he witnessed to this family, the Andrew family, which is A N D R U, who was a very wealthy family, uh, French family there uh, in, in a local village. Well, soon enough, after he had witnessed them for several several months, uh, the family members began to be saved. And the father was saved, um, uh, uh, and, and the wife, and then, and then several of the family members. And um, they started a, uh, they began meeting on Sundays, and they started a Bible study, and, and a church would eventually grow out of that, uh, that meeting. But um, that angered the local Catholic priest, um, that people were being saved and, and drawn away from the Catholic Church. And so a lot of pressure was brought on the Andrew family. This is, this is a prominent family, again, in that area, and that really angered the, the priest. And so uh, pressure was brought upon the, the, the only child at school. Eventually he was driven from school. Uh, when, the Andrew, uh, when, when the Andrew family needed reapers for the, um, for the harvest, uh, he couldn't find anybody because the Catholic preacher, th- priest had threatened that if you help this man in his harvest, uh, you'll be excommunicated from the church. You'll never work again. And so you can see the, the pressure. Um, and, uh, but the real opportunity came when Grandfather Andrew died. Now, he had accepted the Lord, and um, <clears throat> when he passed away, Mr. Andrew arranged for him to be buried in the local cemetery. So he, he made sure he went, he went to the different... Um, uh, the mayor and, and a couple different people in the town and made sure that it was okay for a non-Catholic to be buried in this cemetery. He was told it was okay and made sure there was okay that, that Catholic, uh, grave diggers were able to, to dig the grave for this non-Catholic. You might think this is ridiculous, right? But just, this is the day they lived in. And so he was given the okay. Um, he was, uh, the, the grandfather was, uh, buried. Uh, it was an opportunity to preach the gospel. Uh, 400 people came to the funeral, um, got to hear the gospel because they were, they were fascinated with the Andrew's story and, and their testimony. And so the priest, however, was just made him more angry. He was not satisfied with this and, and he would not allow a non-Catholic, a heretic to, to be buried just a few yards from the church's door. So, um, he, he, he put together, he brought, he brought pressure on the local mayor to, to write up an order that the body needed to be exhumed and reburied in another part of the cemetery, uh, reserved for people that committed suicide, um, a, a, a place where it was shameful to be buried. And, um, so, uh, the, uh, he, he, the, the, the local, uh, man that ran the cemetery refused to do that. It's now almost a week since the, the man died. And so the priest hired the town drunks to do the task at night. And so on a wet night, in the middle of the night, the, uh, a couple of town drunks came and and uh, and they did the did the deed. They they uh, exhumed the body, which is now starting to decompose. They they drug it over to another part of the cemetery and buried buried uh, grandfather uh, Andrew in the other part of the cemetery. Um, the villagers found out, and they were so angered by this that they they. Um, they took all the, the tools of the, of the drunks and threw them in the open grave. They, they actually found the cane of the priest somewhere that he used to walk with and threw it in the open grave, just a, really a, a, a protest about what, what they had done. Um, 
the Andrew family uh, heard about this, of course. They were, they were just uh, horrified and, and, and sought, uh, sought uh, uh, you know, this to be fixed, but there was no, no, nothing, would, uh, nothing would happen, and they refused to, to uh, exhume the body and, and bury grandfather uh, back in his original grave. Um, the priest arranged for the bishop to come and rededicate the ground that had been defiled by the presence of a, non, a non-Catholic, and life, it seemed, went on. Well, uh, the rest of the story, uh, this one author said, almost reads like a novel. Um, several months later, the mayor was found hanged in his home. Um, he was, uh, it was suicide, and he was accordingly buried with those that committed suicide in that, in that same section of the grave, uh, graveyard. Um, the, uh, the man who was really like the, maybe another, another mayor, maybe the sheriff, I guess you'd call him, um, he uh, some things came to light about <coughs> excuse me his personal life, um, and he shot himself and was buried in that area uh, of the of the cemetery. Um, the priest um, was found to be immoral. He was convicted of immorality, and uh, he was uh, thrown out of the region in disgrace. And um, on the other hand, though the services at the farm were more successful than than ever, and people were being saved and. And as I said, the, the, the church was, was growing there. The cause of Christ was, um, was just growing, and, and many were receiving the Lord and being baptized. Um, Mr. Andrew was called of God to preach. Um, in time, he was ordained. He became a pastor. Um, he um, um, was made eventually, uh, this is that, that day, but a secretary treasurer of, a, of the, the large Baptist group uh, for all over northern France and Belgium, very influential man in Baptist circles. And I just tell that story. It's kind of a fascinating story. It must read like a, like a story, you know, like a drama you would read. But, uh, you know, how the Lord um, works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. And I think that we sometimes things feel very unfair and, and, and things are done to us that aren't right, right? And uh, it's just a good thing for us to, to rest in the Lord and rely on the fact that the God is in control and um, he, um, through every test of life. And uh, it's just a fascinating story about that church and how that did not diminish the work of God at all. How that hundreds and hundreds of people were saved through this whole this whole story. So I want to thank the Lord for this pastor that uh, had the courage to go knock on the farm door of the of the wealthiest family in the area, and uh, knowing that it probably wasn't going to go well, but God blessed and it did. And I want to thank the Lord for this uh, this story and and uh, the men and women um, that God used to uh, for His glory.